At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Robots underscore radio or... Oh, what are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls. Lorcas! Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. The podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Friends, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, or should I say, Adventurers. That's usually how I introduce these episodes. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Lotus of Doom is unfortunately unable to join me this week, so I'm going to have to put the Daedric Princes on hold. I'm sorry, Daedric Princes, you're just going to have to wait. I know you don't want to, but you're just going to have to wait out there. Out, out there in oblivion, you stay over there. Uh, but So today, I thought it would be fun to do kind of a little side episode on my own, and I've brainstormed some ideas. I've been thinking, what do our listeners crave to know more about? And I thought about it, and I was like, well, I could, I could talk about all sorts of things. The Elder Scrolls lore is very deep and very interesting. We could go into... Talos. We haven't even talked about Talos that much, but eh, maybe I should wait for Lotus to come back to do that. Or we could talk about, I don't know, some of the uh, some of the most interesting locations on the map, places that rarely get discussed. But no, yes, again, I'll just wait for Lotus. So I did a little bit of digging. I asked the Internet some questions about Elder Scrolls, and I discovered that one of the best sources of information that I have never realized before is the website Quora, Q-U-O-R-A, Quora, you know, that website everybody goes to to get answers from other people that are 100% accurate all the time. Yeah, that, that website, even more accurate than Reddit. Imagine that. So today's episode is going to be a fun one. I have pulled out some of the best questions and I'm going to put this one in quotes, best answers on Quora and share them with you because I think you guys are going to get a kick out of this. So hold on to your butts. Here we go. All right. The first one, the first one is, now this is a big question. This is, I mean, we're kicking this off with a, a good one here. What are the biggest unsolved mysteries in the Elder Scrolls lore? 
that's I mean, that's a fascinating question. That sounds like a perfect kind of question for our podcast. Well, I'm not going to call out any names. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus or give them too much credit. Right. But um, this answer is the highest rated answer for this question. One of the biggest unsolved mysteries for realist buffs like myself, <clears throat> straightening my bow tie, is figuring is trying to figure out an in-lore explanation everyone can agree on that explains lizard breasts. From a developer standpoint, we understand that Bethesda wanted to distinguish the genders, but the decision to add breasts to an oviparous reptilian race, he's talking about obviously the Argonians here, added so many questions and conflicting lore that no one writer or fan theorist can solve the mystery without conflicting with established lore. We used to think Argonians do not breastfeed, so they do not pre uh, produce milk. They are hatched from eggs, and most are raised on the sap of the history, which can, according to some weird lore, supposedly change the gender of the Argonian if they so wish, even in their adult life. However, Bethesda dropped hints saying that sometimes, when born outside of the marshes, Argonians can give birth, can give live birth, sorry, or lay eggs. But if they give birth live and breastfeed, they didn't explain how an infant reptile with no lips can suck on a teat. It goes on, but I mean, he's, is he onto something? Is this person on to, is this something that we should be covering in a future episode? Lotus, I don't know if you're listening to this, but I, maybe, maybe we've uncovered some some deep lore here. I know that, like, on a serious note, I know that this is one of those things that the community debates. Um, the My point here, I guess, is I'm not sure if this fits as the biggest unsolved mystery of Elder Scrolls lore. I think there's probably some bigger ones, you know, like uh, the nature of who Talos really was, or what's going on with Lorcan, or I mean, there's uh, lots of other ones that are kind of bigger than this, but this is pretty funny. I thought you guys would enjoy it. All right, let's move on to our second one. This question right here says, what's the next Elder Scrolls game after Skyrim and when is it coming out? Now, I love this question because so many of the answers are from a very long time ago, like five years or older. And this was before they made the official announcement about Elder Scrolls 6 is in pre-development, that kind of thing. So this, this answer is interesting because it comes from a poster five years ago which is kind of fun to look back on. And it says, each new Elder Scrolls game is set up in a new location in Tamriel. So far we have, and then he goes through the list of like Arena, Daggerfall, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim. Lists each of them. And then Elder Scrolls Online, which which started in Cyrodiil and Cold Harbor and new locations such as Morrowind are added through DLC. This is not exactly accurate, but all right. The potential locations that can be used in Elder Scrolls 6 are, this is the official list, Black Marsh, Elsewhere, or Somerset Isles. <laughs> I, love, I love how this, whoever wrote this just totally missed the whole concept that it is most likely going to be like Hammerfell, Daggerfall maybe, like one of these like northwestern locations. But nope, Black Marsh, Elsewhere, Somerset Isles. Totally missed the mark here. The second part of the question is, when is it coming out? Each Elder Scrolls game launched about five years from the previous one, except for TES 6 and ESO. 
It has been three years since the last Elder Scrolls game, Elder Scrolls Online, was released because Bethesda has been working on big titles like Fallout 4, Doom, and Dishonored 2, which Doom and Dishonored were other studios, so miss the mark on that one. I would wager that it is going to be a long wait before TES 6 comes out. You're right about that. I have read rumors that one of the large projects of Bethesda may include TES 6, but even if that is true, you can expect the next title in after 2018. I know this is depressing, but while you are waiting for it, you may want to give try uh, to the Skywind mod, which is basically Morrowind, which still hasn't released with Skyrim's engine. I am actually more hyped about Skywind than TES 6. Uh, cool. I mean, Morrowind's a great game, but I would really be interested to in see what TES 6 is. Just to get you hyped, I am putting a link to the video about it. <laughs> this is great. I love how this just, and this isn't just this poster. I'm not making fun of just this poster. I'm making fun of like speculation in general. And you guys know that I have missed the mark on my speculation before. Like we go back and listen to my old episodes about like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. I've totally missed the mark. I've shot in the complete wrong direction. Like that happens, right? Sometimes I get pretty, pretty close, but Sometimes you don't, you know, and so sometimes you get posts like this, which it's fun, you know, fun to look back on. So this next post is absolutely wonderful it's for the internal irony in the response. Here it goes, right? This one, this question says, why do the Elder Scrolls 5 colon Morrowind, Oblivion and Skyrim, notice the error, have so much disturbing and dark lore within their world. Is this a dark fantasy game series? This person responds with point number one, not to be rude or condescending, I'm adjusting my glasses by pushing up the middle of them, but may I suggest an edit? I would say, why do the Elder Scrolls titles, Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim, because this is because, sorry, this is because the correct names are Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind, Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion, and Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim. This will allow you to have a more accurate question. Point number two, the Elser Scrolls, typo, didn't realize their own mistake, franchise is set in world with evil and good deities, a lot of the time blurring the line between the two different moralities. As such, anyone who is purely good-hearted, will view it as dark, twisted, and sometimes truly evil. So you only notice darkness if you're truly a good-hearted person. It's the way the game is designed. On top of that, the history of the world in TES is very violent, filled with wars, bloodshed, and betrayal. I lo a look at its past will truly show that. Number three, to truly answer your question, yes, it is dark, and that can be attributed to its history and its faiths. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, this person credits themselves with a, a weird title? Connection to a international organization? I don't know. I'm not, again, I'm not pointing out people because this is not a takedown of individuals. It's just pointing out the irony and some of the silly things in these posts. So there's a another response to this question about it being a dark fantasy world. This other poster writes, I don't find it dark per se. There are some dark places and dark storylines, but they contrast with the rest of the world. Plus, most of them, they end with the evil people being killed. Either the dragonborn finds them dead already, or they end up that way. 
<laughs> what it is is harsh and bleak. It is very Viking-like. All stark scenery and lots of snow and hardy men and women living out hard scrabble lives. I guess according to the previous poster that this person isn't truly a good person to know that this is a dark fantasy world. Also, I think that there's some splitting of hairs going on here, like, you know, bad things happening, but that doesn't mean it's a dark fantasy world. I, I don't know. I would love to hear some of you, your thoughts on some of these responses and how you would phrase these differently because I think that would be really interesting. I promise I'm not going to make fun of anybody. I just, again, I just, I just, these posts I find particularly humorous. I think you guys probably understand why. I think everybody gets what's going on here. And I would love to hear some of your actual answers to some of these things because questions like, is Skyrim a dark fantasy is, it's kind of a cool question. Like, does it actually categorically fit that? Right. And I think you can get into the minutia of what is the definition of dark fantasy and does it fit into that? Like something like Conan is dark fantasy, right? Does it go that far would be a really interesting thing to consider. Well, I hope you guys are enjoying this. Um, I hope, I hope this, you understand that this is all done in like, I don't know, tongue in cheek kind of way. I'm not really trying to be mean to people so much as it's just kind of fun to pick out stuff from the internet that got things a little sideways. You know, it's just, that's what, that's what I'm doing here. I hope you guys don't think this is too mean spirited. Anyway, let's move on with the middle of the show. I have some patrons to thank, and then we're going to come back with some more questions with answers from Cora. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike, where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, an anniversary diamond orb, gear, a bunch of other items. It is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out. Click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, MAXPOOL. Don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Hamish Morak, Dragonborn, and you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. This is where I get to thank our patrons and tell them how much I appreciate them. You guys are absolutely, absolutely the best. Man, words are hard. Words is hard. All right. We have some new ones to thank. Big shout out to GGK and 
Pim V and James M and Thomas R. Thank you to our four new patrons this month. Holy crap. And if you guys want to join us on the patron episode, remember that it is coming up next week. So Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, that would be 6 p.m. Pacific. Come join us if you are a tier four or higher patron. We haven't determined the uh, actual topic yet, but that means that if you want to chime in with something you'd like to discuss, then now is the time to do so. Also, if you aren't already a patron, now would be the time to go to patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast, sign up and join us. Also, big shout outs to our tier five Daedric Princes, Mr. Gami Boy, Kira, Noodle Al Dente, and Riverwood Chicken. Thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate you guys. You guys helped me do this full time, and I can't tell you how much that means to me. So thank you so very much. Also, I have to point out that the final wave of shirts, the fourth shirt for the year for people who have signed up at tier four or higher and stickers for tier three is about to come out very soon. So get ready for that if you've been signing up at tier four or higher for the entire year. But here's a big here's a big thing. I've got it. I've got a trick for you guys. The way Patreon does it, I can't just extend it out into a second year, which means that I have to set up a new reward for a new year. So if you sign up now, that means that you're going to start getting the year one rewards, but come like September when the new shirts get rolled out, which I'm working on, you're going to start getting year two rewards also. So now is absolutely the time if you want stickers for tier three or t-shirts for tier four to make sure that you get in now because you'll actually get double shirts for the next year. You'll catch up on all the year one shirts and then you'll start getting year two shirts at the same time. So roughly every three months or so, a shirt will show up, but then maybe in between that first set of shirts, another shirt will show up for the second year's stuff. So now's the time to do it, to not miss out on the first year of shirts. They're, they're designs around the symbols for the Daedric Princes. They all look, look awesome. If you wanna see pictures of them, you just gotta scroll down some of the posts on Discord and get past all the episode posts to the one where I have the pictures. Um, or just shoot me a message on Discord. I'll, I'll send you guys some images if you're interested. Um, but yeah, that's a big deal. Don't miss out on that. Take advantage of it. And thanks again for all of your support. We don't have any new ratings or reviews this week, but if you'd like to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts with a review and it's five stars, I will read it out on a future future episode of the show. And also, if you leave some ratings on Spotify, that would be amazingly helpful as well. All of that stuff helps to keep us visible to other people who are looking for podcasts like ours. And it keeps me doing stuff, which is awesome. So I appreciate that. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, dear child of Sidis. That is why the Night Mother loves you. All right, here we are back with some more of the best questions and answers from Quora.com. This is not sponsored by Quora.com, by the way. Maybe I should reach out to them and say, hey, I'm featuring your website. You want to give me money for it? Uh... I don't know. I wonder. I also wonder. I mean, we have enough listeners to this show. These episodes get a few thousand downloads. So will they get a spike in people visiting their website because of this? I wonder if that's a thing, man. All right. We're going to have to find out later about that somehow. I don't know how to find out, but we'll just uh, leave that for now. Here's another question. Another question from the community. Is it true that the Elder Scrolls 
Skyrim is the worst Elder Scrolls game. And it's actually written that way, that the Elder Scrolls Skyrim is the worst Elder Scrolls game. Top answer, yes. <laughs> Just flat out, yes. Other people answering anything else are offering only their opinion about how much they enjoy the game. This person claims to have objective truth, which is frankly amazing because this, I don't think anybody has that, but this person does. Fair enough. I enjoyed it too. But by all the metrics, video game quality is measured by the metrics. Like, like this is like an official set of things, right? It is objectively the worst title main or I'm sorry, worst main title game in the franchise, which implies that maybe there are some better side game like what Red Guard. Uh, hmm. It goes on. It says the graphics are most impressive yet in an Elder Scrolls game. But so what? A highly polished turd is still a turd, and Skyrim without its impressive paint job is pretty much nothing. Half the features or more of the earlier games have been removed. All the mechanics were made easier, and the RPG elements completely removed. An RPG with zero RPG elements, do I really need to say more than that? I guess Skyrim has no RPG elements, guys. Huh. Skyrim is a bad game. Fun, but still a bad game. I would argue that if a game is fun, then it, it can't be a bad game. It's at least a pretty good game, right? So uh, here's a quick one. This one's pretty wonderful. <clears throat> the question is, which one is better, Skyrim or Elder Scrolls Online? Fair question, right? A lot of people want to know that before jumping into the games. Should I play one? Should I play the other? Do MMOs good? Is a single player better? Top answer. From, from one year ago. <clears throat> The Elder Scrolls is the series of games. 1. The Elder Scrolls Arena. 2. The Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall. 3. The Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind. 4. The Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion. 5. The Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim. 6. The Elder Scrolls Online. 7. The Elder Scrolls 6 We Are Guessing Hammerfell. That's it. That's the answer. Thank you. Some people answer questions using not actual answers of the thing you were asking. I Yes. All right. So here's another one. This one goes back to speculation about Elder Scrolls 6. Where should Elder Scrolls 6 be set? When and why? And we have an answer here that thinks that developers are super powerful. This response comes from five years ago. So at least there's that, right? Five years ago, didn't know some things. But here goes. In my opinion, the Elder Scrolls 6 should be set across all of Tamriel. If they could implement the whole continent into the Elder Scrolls Online, why not do it for a new RPG? I, the, the answer goes on longer, but I think the obvious reason why they can't do that is that it would take uh, 40 years to develop the game. Like it would be freaking huge. Like, I don't know, man. Like, Really? All right. So I've finally found what I think is an interesting response. I think that this person has a different take on something than I had previously considered. So no joke, no sarcasm here. This one, I really want you guys to think about and consider. So the question is, did you kill or spare Parthenax in Skyrim? Good question, right? You can pick which one everybody loves, party snacks, 
interesting response. I would kill him. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Parthenax. Everyone does. But if you think about it from a lore perspective, dot, 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 the Dragonborn, also known as the Dovahkiin, is a hero from ancient Nordic legend who has the soul of a dragon and is able to absorb said souls, killing a dragon forever. Dragons can be resurrected and can live forever unless their soul is absorbed by the Dovahkiin. So, if the last Dragonborn were to die, either from the dangers residing within Skyrim or simply from old age, there would be nobody to stop Parthenax if he would ever go back to his true nature, which is evil and destructive. Interesting. I guess if you can change once, you can change twice. Parthenax was Alduin's right hand during the Dragon War, and now that there is no more Alduin, Parthenax remains one of, if not the strongest dragons alive in Tamriel. I know he spent many years meditating on the words of power, secluded on the throat of the world, and I do not doubt he has good intentions, but Parthenax himself even says, It is always wise to mistrust a Dova. I have overcome my nature only through meditation and long study of the way of the voice. No day goes by where I am not tempted to return to my inborn nature, as well as, and then the actual quote from the, like the dragon language, we were made to dominate. The will to power is in our blood. Like I said, dragons live forever. They don't die by any natural means. There is a high chance that once the last dragonborn is dead and after all of those years have passed, Parthenax may finally be tempted to return to his true nature and wreak havoc upon Tamriel with nobody there to stop him. Before you say anything, I don't agree with Delphine at all. Her points are invalid and simply ignorant. I'm not saying Parthenax should die because of all the sins he committed. I'm only saying he should be killed in case he is enticed to return to his nature, which after thousands of years of being tempted every single day is highly possible. Interesting point. What do you think about that? If there's no other dragons and no other dragonborn and you have a very powerful dragon left behind, isn't that very convenient for party snacks? What do you guys think? Or I guess the flip side of this is, are you punishing somebody for something before they commit the crime? Right? Like that's like saying like nobody should be allowed to run a corporation larger than a certain size and actually own it all by themselves because that would be too much power to put in one person's hands. Right? That's like limitations of power. This is a very tricky question. I think that the the writer here has some interesting points, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel. I'm gonna have to think about this. I think I'm still on the side of not punishing somebody before they commit the crime because that's dangerous he hasn't done anything wrong just because you have the potential for evil and we all do doesn't mean that you should be punished for the potential for evil and that's not to say that some other entity in the future won't have the ability or the help from some other entities that are more powerful to handle something like parthenax being a tyrant Maybe the Aedris step in, or maybe some of the Daedric powers think that he's a nuisance, and so they turn against him. Or maybe somebody mantles a power and gains the ability to do something else. Or maybe just because you're currently the last Dragonborn, and I know this kind of rubs in the face of some of the lore stuff, doesn't mean that you're not going to be the second to last Dragonborn at some point. I don't know. I'm just speculating some stuff. Let me know what you guys think about this question, because I think this is particularly interesting. All right, I'm going to wrap up the episode. I think you guys have probably had enough of these crazy questions, but I'm going to leave you with one question. I'm not going to give you the answer. 
but I think it's funny that it was asked. The question is, how is the Dark Brotherhood evil? There you go. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll be back next week with our patron chat episode. Maybe we'll take on some of these questions ourselves. You never know. But come back for that. We'll see you next week. And until then, stay safe out there. See you guys later. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms come join us we'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after either way just come hang out with us and if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the robots radio network go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network including the robots radio rocket club where i help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows build their audiences and create the best podcasts they possibly can all of that at robotsradio.net we'll see you next time At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.